heavy hitters of the IT industry. Zabine, welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Dave. It's been a pleasure and thanks for the invite. So just to introduce myself, I am proud Fijian Kiwi and um, have about uh, 10 years ICT and IT experience around software as a service, infrastructure as a service, backup DR and business continuity services. So currently employed by Freightways Group of Companies, TIMG, the Information Management Group, as the head of cloud sales. So, yeah, really excited. So I've known Zabine for a little while. We've probably known each other for about a year or so, maybe yes. a little bit little bit less than that. Um, and probably about four or five months after I met Zabine, you were up on the Women of ICT Awards. And I thought that's a perfect opportunity to get some really good insight. I'm joined by two other industry heavyweights as well. So Christine from Microsoft, welcome. Thank you, Dave. And, uh, and Julie as well, Julie Cooper, and fellow Umbrella Right, and works in our partner team. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. Yes. So my name's Julie Cooper, and I'm the Partner Development Manager building the channel for Microsoft Indirect CSP. Um, I've lived in three countries and worked for Microsoft in Australia and the UK, and um, came over here for love. So I'm, I'm happily back in the Microsoft family in this beautiful country. Um, and Christina, well, um, we're a huge Microsoft partner here, pretty much yeah. a major focus. And you're you're a Microsoft Dite, Microsoft. Uh, what do you what do you guys refer to yourself oh, as? Microsoft D. Microsoft D. It's a Microsoft D. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you work in the partner marketing team at yes, Microsoft. Yes, I do. So my role is to essentially oversee all the partner marketing, so the through partner marketing, yep. and act as an advisor to uh, other partners that are looking to grow their digital competency in cool. terms of taking their solutions to market. So I've got a question for you guys, which is, how has it got to today where we have to have specific call out for women in ICT? And I think that's something that I was struggling to grapple with over the weekend. I was trying to figure out how we lay this, this session out. Because like all minority within inside of an in industry, it gets called out, which I think is a good thing to raise awareness. But actually, it's pretty shocking that we have to call it out as a piece. So how do you guys think that you know we've got to this point where it's absolutely perfectly right that these things are celebrated, but also true equality comes from not needing to create a differentiator, right? So how do you think we've got to that need and what do you see as changing and what's, what waves have we made inside the industry over the last couple of years? Well, I think it is interesting that we actually have to have women in IT at all. With respect, I think it should be called diversity in IT. Certainly historically, being in a male-dominant in industry isn't necessarily um, just a problem. It's also a differentiator for us. So certainly in the UK as an Australian, working in a male-dominated industry was an advantage for me. I do think it's important for us to support all forms of diversity, whether that be, you know, um, race or mm. disability or whatever. So it isn't really just about women, but these forums give us the voice to be able to sort of look at how culturally we change in respect to, to that, not just as businesses and people, but you know, as communities and countries. Mm. So, what is that competitive edge that you you refer to? So that's in, that's really interesting because it, it's like anything. Right? When, we're, when we're building businesses and we're trying to go to market and everything, we're always looking at what's our uniqueness. And mm -hmm. it strikes me that you you've referred to it almost as a uniqueness because of the the lack of equality, and and that yeah. gives that gives an edge in terms of your your ability to execute. Um, it does because when I rang people up or went and saw them, I'm Australian and I'm female. And so apart from the fact that it actually took me ten times as long to prove my capability, it was really, really 
actually useful mm. in being able to do that because everything with the sort of empathy and compassion that I guess the feminine side of me brings, I was really after how can I help these people be successful and achieve what they want and provide value, just slightly different to, I guess, the masculine side of thing because I do believe that we've got feminine and masculine inside each of us. I'm Julie. I'm not, you know, Julie, just a female. And so everything for me has always been about helping people. I think sometimes when you sort of look at it, if you basically go, okay, I am different, then embrace that. doesn't mean it's acceptable as a general rule, but it is what it is at the time and it, it's changing all the time. But I also enjoy working with men. You know, I think they add a different flavour and I think if we actually look at totally different cultures and different people who are completely different to us, we learn way more and end up with a way better result than working with people who are all the same as, mm. where we go, yes, mm. yes, yes, all the time, when in fact that's actually just creating a norm but not an exceptional result. Has it made you work in a different way or work harder because of the massive delta between how many women in the industry and how many men are in the industry? Like it, it, as in, if you were in a female-dominated industry, would you have the same work ethos because of the perceived mm. niche that you don't have in, that, in a different industry? Interesting question. I think you're correct because it gives you sort of an edge where you can actually add your sort of feminist flavour to what's happening in a male-dominated industry. If I was in a female-dominated industry, then I don't know because I've never actually worked in one. So I think it would be interesting to see if I would actually act any different. But ultimately, my goal is to be authentic to myself and own my own personal brand and be true to that. And at the end sure. of the day, that's what I would do in any, any industry. Yeah, sure. Mm. So, Christine, um, Microsoft have been in the, quite heavy in the press about their, uh, their drive to get a better equilibrium of um, women to men ratio within inside of IT and, and increase the pay Delta as well. Yes. Um, how has that been from inside Microsoft and the work that Satya Nadella has done to, to help drive that? Because, I mean, he openly has made some faux pas comments in, in the public and rectified them, and now it looks like the increase of engineering talent from a female perspective is rising considerably. How, what's it been on the, like on the inside from you know the world's largest IT company? Yeah, I consider myself very fortunate, actually, because, as you said, I've only been out of university for four years, and I fell into the tech industry without knowing that there was this disparity between males and females. So I was only made aware of it once I, I landed in Microsoft, but not actually experiencing it, if that makes sense, mm. because um, I joined just after Satya had become CEO and there was a huge push and emphasis on creating an authentic workplace where people's authentic selves are valued. From the inside, I consider myself very lucky because I haven't had to personally deal with it, but I've been made aware of it. And through being made aware of it, I've been able to be involved in initiatives yep. um, and obviously being young, um, even coming through university, I didn't do any STEM subjects. I did a business degree looking to get into business in the IT industry, but wasn't exposed to that gap within technology as well. I think it's it's a great environment mm. and culture to be in where they're very aware of it. I think the communication and the why was really important. Initially, we had, it was quite funny, a, a women in IT day or a women at Microsoft day. 
and we all went, uh, all the women got the email, and we all went for a beautiful day out in, on the viaduct, and it was, it was brilliant from mm. a woman's perspective. But the following day, we got back, and all the men were like, what did you guys do? Like, yeah. what was that? <laughs> like, is this yeah. well, we're going to go and play golf. So. <laughs> totally. We're like, we're going to have our own men's day. And it really spoke to the fact that, this, again, it's not about a, a metric. It's about, as you said, Julie, a diverse workforce and enabling a platform for people to be authentic, to have their diverse way of thinking and provide that platform for yep. them to do so. So I think what has worked really well is that communication, the why. Why are we doing this? It's, it's for that exact reason. It's amazing to see it from a global scale as well. I mean, 128,000 yeah. people from a, not just a transformation of what the Microsoft are doing, but sexual diversity and the demographic of the workforce is only one part of Satya's agenda, right? There's the whole transformation that's happening from shift from t technology and culture which is phenomenal to see, but that's a huge scale. And I think we've made some good strides, I think, over the last year at Umbrella to do the same. But down at the, the New Zealand scale of businesses, how's TIMG approached that? What Freightways um, believes that a woman is not actually disadvantaged um, because we actually do quite a bit around um, diversity inclusion, and that's one of our mission. Uh, moving forward, hire more senior women um, in logistic and cloud or hosting or ICT, IT business. Yeah, so I believe um, all, all is the culture, the perception, not just women and men, it's around part of um, diversity too, um, religion, yep. Yep. other things which comes in. So yeah, I think we need to change that and being um, that woman has actually came into workforce very late historically about 1970 that's why uh, male has got been dominating in this industry not just as an in IT but in all workforces yeah, and stuff right, yeah, yeah. so globally our stats in women in IT tech jobs are very very less in uh, looking at the stats around 1980s we actually have women um, stats going down even now in, in uh, according to UK stats that it's very less than what it was in 1980s. Mm. I, I believe if we change the perception, the thinking, allow and motivate and um, give, in, give chance to women to actually be able to take that leadership role and make that change, and we would not have to worry about mm. it. So I think it's the diversity yep. inclusion we need to make sure yep. we need to. But as, at a senior level, if you look across some of the largest companies and most progressive companies in Technology, and I don't mean to mean what we work in, but if you look at just in space travel, right, for example. So the, pr the president of SpaceX is, is a woman, COO at Facebook and Google are women. There are some significantly high-level executives, and I think the diversity at the executive level is actually far more diverse than probably down into the whole of the workforce. I don't know whether that's because it's a, a motion to kind of drive the diversity down from a, a mandate perspective, and it's been recognized at the board level that we need to go go that through but well it's very common to have the what is it um, white pale stale male acronym thrown around across specifically board members across well the whole of the western western world so i think we're doing really there's some really good movements inside of the workforce i think at an executive level it's really strong i think the actual board members are undergoing change as well which will happen over the next you know, 15 or 15 or 20 years well the question i've got for you guys is Working inside the industry, what can we do more of? There are a lot of people listening to this podcast that will be leaders of businesses um, and, are, and run companies where they've got quite a diverse workforce or trying to get diversity into the workforce. What's the one single thing that these leaders can do more of to encourage and drive not just female diversity but also all types of diversity within inside of those companies? Well, I think that they need to actually 
give chance to everybody. So I think a change around um, thinking all together. Yeah. Since we're talking about women, I think women should be given um, quite a bit of um, leadership roles and senior roles in the company to uh, be able to make that change. And I believe women is more caring, more innovative and challenging around growing the business. But yeah. um, it, it just gives that level of uh, balance. Um, so I think hiring it, more it, it women... It does become quite progressive, right, in terms yes. of the... And not that I try and live by this <laughs> mantra, but you kind of employ people who are like you because you see the goodness in them and because yes. they're, they're like you, right? If, you, yeah. if, if, if everyone's male who's recruiting, they're generally going to have an unconscious bias. Because um, that's as the as thing, right? Unconscious biases exist. It's not a... So I'm very happy and fortunate that TNJ in sales team is about 80% of female, and which is really good. Yep. But then now our um, goal is to actually hire more male because we yep. want to have that balance. Got it. So that's that's exactly come to the bottom line as of being having the diversity in the workplace. Yeah. And what yeah. about what about you, Christine? So there's been a lot of initiatives at Microsoft. Um, is there anything more Satya can do, or any advice that you've seen Satya deploy in Microsoft that other people listening would go, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to drive diversity across the workforce. Yeah, I think it started with our mission statement, really, to empower every person and every organisation on the planet to achieve more. And Satch has been very clear that the way to do that is to bring initiatives. What I like about Satya is his empowerment for the field. He has these beautiful ideas and they cascade as appropriate within the regions and within the countries and you you feel empowered to actually drive those initiatives. Um, I think... What's important is to be the change, which I believe he's doing, you know, in mm -hmm. his leadership team as well. He communicates clearly, which resonates down to all of us, and he gets involved. What I think has become quite prevalent, and again, I, I can only speak to the APAC and the New Zealand region in terms of what I've been exposed to. As you said, diversity is far wider than just women. It's religion, mm -hmm. it's Māori um, and Pacifica, it's gleam, it's accessibility, and especially with the accessibility piece where he's had a huge push in terms of allowing um, an accessible workplace. I mean, accessibility is not just a physical disability, you know, mental, everything. Mm. I think he's done a very good job of addressing the, the, the women, but also showing how that piece fits within the puzzle. I think locally, if I could speak to locally, mm. what I'd like to see in terms of leaders driving this change is, first of all, being the change, getting involved. So do have lots of initiatives, you know, in such as STEM and the likes. But spend time with young Māori and Pacifica children. You know, what are their problems? It, accessibility, you know, we've got... I think the employment is maybe 26%. Mm. It's really low. Spend time with these people. Get to, to understand what their challenges are and how you can facilitate um, what you have control of to provide this platform um, for not only employment but just allowing this diversity and this cultural shift. It's really fascinating to hear that. And the reason it's fascinating is that there's a very fine line as an employer between the talent that you want to bring into your organisation to drive towards your mission statement, the availability of the talent, the exactly. unconscious bias that, dr yes. that drives, and then also consciously not going too biased the opposite way. Exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, if, for example, and to your point, you know, businesses recruiting for a sales team to balance the general quality within the team, we actually can't do that. You know, I mean, that's not, <coughs> that's not something we can do. We're employing based on talent and credentials and the ability to facilitate the job. But the available talent in the market that's coming forward for these roles is predominantly male-orientated. Therefore, it, it does drive that balance. It's a really fine line, 
um, and one that we can actively pursue, but also one that you can't actually just rule out recruiting men or recruiting a certain kind of yeah. classification of diversity but to try and address just the balance. Yeah. You know, it's, and it was everything you're saying is absolutely resonant, resonating, but it always coming down to one thing is who's the appropriate person to do the role that you need absolutely. to drive your business, exactly. That's business absolutely forward. correct, yeah. You know? So Julie, what are your thoughts? We are together uh, driving the business forward with the mission, mm. how we're going. You're, you're accountable for delivering to the, to the business on that, but mm. what more, I mean, I'm kind of looking at what I can do more because mm. you know, I, can, I can influence that, so what more can I do to, to, to drive forward? Yeah, um, just a bit of context, I think, um, because I do think we've come quite a long way um, if you consider it's just over 100 years ago where women couldn't vote. So, you know, we hadn't experienced that. Um, but, it, you know, it's just impossible today to think that that had happened. In Australia, there's basically 40% of women actually earn more money than men and they've got more female entrepreneurs in Australia than they have men. So I think we've also got the scenario... How do we support the men when they become house husbands and, you know, going to the sort of women's playgroup and things like this? So it's sort of, it's that type of scenario because we're bringing families up. Generally, women have been that person, which is why their career paths, you know, sort of halted and then they've come back into the workplace, which potentially means they felt like I've got to go into this role which is lower than my capability or uh, women, generally speaking, except roles that they know they can 100% do as opposed to 80% do, which is sort of what men do. With regards to Umbrella, I think there's definitely an embracement of diversity and a respect for each person as an individual, giving that autonomy to the individual to be able to execute the role. And the leadership responsibility, I think, is to appreciate the capability of each of the individuals within the business, irrespective of whether they're mm -hmm. female, male, etc., how that aligns to the mission and the purpose of the business, contributing from an education perspective to creating mastery because if each of the cogs in the wheel are contributing to the total purpose of the organisation, which is, you know, helping New Zealand businesses be brilliant with the Microsoft Cloud, then ultimately... Everyone in the business from finance to operations to sales to marketing to HR uh, should be all aligned to that vision. And alongside that, partners that we're working with and the customers that we have, we want to make sure that ongoing we're providing that uh, support and capability to deliver that with technology to basically mm. um, achieve that type of result. So, I find know. this whole topic fascinating because equalities are a very, a very contextual dynamic that um, actually, because the, because of where we're born and the size of us and weight and strength and gender, illness and genes and there's a whole loads of things to go in. We're actually physically very. It's impossible to be all equal. Or we're all with the same size, same shape, same IQ, the whole exactly. thing. It just it, it's impossible. Yet there is a constant strive for equality, which is the right thing ethically to do. And. It's, it's good that you're seeing that kind of play out, but that's why we're all different and that's why we all have strength. That's why some people are great at sales and some people are great at marketing and some people are great at finance because we are all, a diff are all a different and embracing that is, is key. Do you guys ever think there'll be a day where we get to total equality within our industry and any other industries? Can you see that, that day? Not in my lifetime, probably. Well, in my life, maybe my grand, great-grandchildren would probably see that. Because where I come from, Fiji Islands, actually, is still way behind. And women are supposed to actually be looking after families and not working and things like that. 
accessibility and um, as, as Christine says, it's nowhere seen in industries in Fiji. So coming back here is a, for me is a little bit step up in how we embrace the change and the diversity inclusion and stuff. I think one day if we actually think differently and um, embrace that change and be welcoming for every kind of diversity, we will, we will come back um, saying that we are equal equal in all um, side of things, yeah. right? Not, yeah. not just men and women, not just um, IT jobs. So any sector, any industries will have the balance. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully one day we, we just need to rock and roll <laughs> every day. <laughs> Christine, what do, you, do you think the, uh, the day that you'll see 50% male, 50% female at Microsoft, will, will that ever happen? Yeah, I'm optimistic. I think it will. Yep. There's such a heavy push around it right now. I believe I will see it. To your point, maybe not globally, but in terms of New Zealand at Microsoft, yep. I do see it. And to your point before, I think it's about providing equal opportunity. Yep. And I believe we'll get to a platform where we, through st all the initiatives through STEM, I know Microsoft doing a lot of work with Be Accessible, mm -hmm. who's our, um, our, our thought leader or subject matter expert in, in allowing our um, accessibility arm to be built so that we, to your point before, have a diverse pool that includes accessible people, uh, sorry, people with disabilities um, to allow for that accessibility is what I should say. So I'm really optimistic. I think in terms of New Zealand and Microsoft, we will see that. New Zealand has paved the way in a few of these parts, right, because of our ability to adapt and be, yes. and be, and be quick. HR. Also, the demographic of the, New, the Microsoft New Zealand footprint is less engineering heavy. Mm. That's a very good so, point. You know, I mean, Redmond would be a different scenario. That's for, a very good point. We're, we're almost at 50-50 in terms of we're a sales and marketing organisation, as you've said, and yep. yes, we're, I think it's 49-51. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, it's okay. That's, yeah. Move a few people around. Uh, maybe <laughs> um, that's in terms of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's in terms of male and female. In terms of pay disparity, I'm not quite sure. sure. Yet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a totally different. Yeah. Com com Should we have the pay discussion? <laughs> 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 not between me and Judy, we won't. <laughs> but one, one, more, one last comment: the yeah. the pale you've raised pale male stale or whatever <laughs> that is. I really, I actually hate that term. Yeah, same. I think it, yeah. it, whenever I hear it. It's t totally speaking to everything we're trying not to be. Yep. And I still hear it. Like, if, I mean, today this is yeah, a forum yeah. to, to raise it. But when women say it as well, I mean, it's... It's, it's a pretty derogatory it's approach. Derogatory, it's prejudice, it's stereotyping. It's, we have to be very conscious that we're not in trying to push these initiatives, creating our own um, subconscious biases in doing that. So oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're right. The, the pendulum swings all the way to one side, yeah. which is all board members are white pale stale males, right? Which is not true. It's totally not, not true. And they've worked. They worked hard to be there because that yeah. was the forum they were. And it's not their fault that yes. they, you know. And then Julie's had a very successful career. Again, it's just that the landscape's changing, and it's not people's fault that they're in the positions they're in now. We're yeah. looking forward to drive change so that that equal opportunity exists going forward, yeah. regardless of who mm. anyone yeah. is. Yeah. So I think what I'm what I'm hearing as a as a, a kind of sentiments coming out of this is actually more about equal opportunity versus equilibrium. Yes. We're not really looking exactly. for equality. Completely agree. It's, it's 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 equal equal opportunity. Yeah, equal opportunity is where we will get to. I definitely think equality. You know, not a hundred percent sure on that, but I think it's everybody's choice in their personal mindset and whether they look at things in a positive 
um, problem solving, how do I fix this opportunistic way, or whether they go, oh, poor me, you know, blah, 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 I'm not good enough, I'll let myself get run down. I mean, um, if you look at um, what's Gloria Rayner's I Will Survive, women have that survive mentality as opposed to I will thrive. And it's sort of going, okay, how can I thrive? I'm bringing up a family. I want to be successful. I want to be respected with what I'm doing at work. Um, and then I do all these other community things, etc. It's sort of just looking at your own life and going, well, how do I embrace where it is now? How do I support what it can look like in the future? And, um, and to me, that's what we've got to look at is, you know, um, we always want progress, uh, but progress comes, you know, from internal sure. um, mindset. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I think technology is going to be a really great enabler for um, all of us to get to that equal opportunity yep. point. Fa fascinating topic. And um, I think we've covered some significant ground. And this is one of the topics I think we can literally talk about for the next three hours. Um, <laughs> Sabine, congratulations on your accolade for Women in ICT Award. Thank you very um, much. I imagine that you'll probably be on there again this year, which would be good. Hopefully, um, fingers crossed. Fully, fully expect Christine, Julie and Shabar to also be <laughs> in that. Uh, and Yaz as well. We'll get everybody everybody involved. But that's a, that's a big recognition across across Thank the industry. You. Fingers crossed one day we won't need to have we won't a need to celebrate in ICT yeah, Awards. Julie, thank you very much for your time. Great insight as, as, as ever. Christine, thank you for joining us from your own personal and giving some insights into Microsoft's perspective. Thank you. Um, for all of you listening online, you've been listening to the Umbrella Podcast. Please subscribe, please like, please share. See you on the next episode. <laughs>